We give you praise. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Here we are in a brand new year. Welcome to 2019 where you'll sign checks 2018 for the next six months. But I am so thankful that I've entered another year knowing that the Lord is with me. And that he is for me. And that all things work together for good to those that love and trust him. And so that is one thing that never changes. You know, a lot of things change over the course of a lifetime. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a new year, but it's not a new God. He's the same God as he was last year. Yeah, and the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is here in this building right now. In fact, it's living inside some of you right now. You ought to let it out. You ought to open up your mouth and say, I've got it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to take you to a few passages of scripture. We're going to start. In 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 4. For those that are going to turn with me in your Bibles, we're also going to turn to a few other places as well. We're going to go to Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude, so it might be a little hard to find. I'm giving you a warning. Jude 14 and 15, and then we're going to go all the way back to the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse number 3. And we'll read briefly, but we'll begin in 2 Peter, chapter 2. And this, all of these scriptures are concerning the days of Noah. And Peter said in chapter 2, verse 4, for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Everyone said a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Jude, turning with me to Jude, verse 14 and 15. Another snippet regarding the days of Noah. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these sayings. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. 
yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Amen. I'd like to preach today for a few moments with the help of the Lord, the calm before the storm, the calm before the storm. Would you put your Bibles down and lift up your hands and let's ask the Lord to help us receive his word. Come on, we were shouting just a minute ago. Why don't we give him praise for his word today? I love you, Lord. I thank you for your word that is forever settled. Your word that is quick and sharp and powerful. Like a two-edged sword, God, it divides things. It divides the joint and marrow. It divides the spirit and the soul, God. It, it removes things. It corrects things in our lives. It prepares us, it readies us, it heals us, God. It is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. And I pray we would love it. I pray that we would receive it. I pray that we would believe it in the name of Jesus. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise for all he's done? Has he been good to you? Hey, I know you've been through some hard times, but why don't you give him praise? He's been good to you. He's a good God. He's a great God. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Look at someone close to you and say the calm before the storm. In scripture, it moves very, very quickly. We don't have much time on the pages of our Bible when you begin in Genesis. Genesis is the book of beginnings, and it launches us into literally the beginning of time. As God creates the heavens and the earth and he breathes the breath of life into mankind. And man was created in the image of God. And man was sinless. Man was without pride. Man was without rebellion because he was created in the image of God. And we don't have much time before sin enters into the world. It doesn't take you past Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve commit the first sin in the garden. And then things progress quickly from there because sin begets sin. Sin is, uh, has a nature that it grows. If it is left unchecked, once it begins to move in a society, in a home, in a heart, sin grows very, very quickly. And so you go from Adam and Eve eating forbidden fruit to their son committing the first murder in Genesis chapter 4. Then in Genesis chapter 5, Enoch is righteous. He lives in an unrighteous generation, but he is so righteous that God literally transliterates him from the world. God plucks him from the world. One minute Enoch was there, and one minute Enoch was gone. Enoch didn't even have to die because God looked at a righteous prophet and said, I'm just going to take him home out of that world right now. And then Genesis chapter 6, we see that God... Uh, begins to speak to Noah and God speaks into the world and he speaks and says my spirit will not always strive with man I'm not always going to draw them I'm not always going to coerce them I'm not always going to convict them I'm not always going to speak to them I'm not always going to push them I will not do this forever until God came to the point that scripture says that he repented that he had ever created mankind in the first place. 
Can you imagine a society that is so far from God that God literally says, I wish I had never created this at all. And then on the pages of your Bible in Genesis chapter 6, the only reason I want you to think about this, the only reason you're alive today is because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You ought to. When you get to heaven, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to find Noah and say, thank you for being a righteous man of God. Thank you for being righteous. Because the only reason there is a world today is because one man found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And the Bible is fascinating to me because it does not give us much detail about what humanity was doing that caused God to feel such wrath and judgment upon them. All we really know is that God saw the wickedness of man and that it was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Now, I'm going to preach old-fashioned for just a minute and I'm hoping there's some apostolics here because I'm just going to kind of uh, uh, put a side-by-side comparison for a moment of the days of Noah and the days that we're living in today. If God looked at mankind and said it was only wickedness in their imagination continually, that was an age where there was no internet, pornography was not a multi-billion dollar business, Hollywood was not spewing out filth every single second and making billions of dollars, video games were not blowing people's faces off and kids addicted to it, there was no school shooters, there were no weapons of mass warfare. Well, I'm going to help somebody. You need to understand that God looked at humanity. They were not addicted to cell phones. They weren't addicted to iPads. They weren't addicted to laptops. No, but their hearts and their minds were full of wickedness. And I want to contend that we are living in the same days as the days of Noah. We are living in a world where their imagination is evil continually. All you have to do is look at entertainment and where people are spending their money. Did you know researchers that study these things say there is no difference between the kind of movies and television and pornography that Christians watch as the world watches? We are living in the days of Noah. We are living in the time, the calm before the storm, just before the judgment. We are living in a day where God is not pleased and yet mankind is oblivious to God's wrath because God doesn't shout it from the rooftops no he speaks to a preacher okay and the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made them but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord The scripture says that all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God spoke to Noah and said, I have seen all of these things. I've seen their wickedness. Notice that God was not just concerned with their actions. He was concerned with their thought life. 
Because God was not just concerned with the evil that was coming from their actions, but God knew that their heart and their mind was depraved, and that was producing a world that was completely separated from God. And the Lord said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make an ark of gopher wood. I want you to get it all together. And behold, I am going to send a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy everything. I'm going to breathe into the air and water is going to flow and my breath that gave life is now going to snatch life from mankind judgment is coming it's going to happen Noah and Noah obeyed the voice of God and he began to build an ark for years and years decade after decade he listened to the voice of God and he did exactly what God called him to do I want you to know that the promises of God are yea and nay If God says it, he is going to do it. Now, that is very comforting and very discouraging at the same time. If God says he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. If God says he's going to save you, he's going to save you. If God says that he loves you, you know that he loves you. If God says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, you know he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry. Because if God says it, he is going to do it. And that is something we shout about on Sunday mornings. We just shouted about breakthrough. And I believe with all of my heart that God is going to give someone a breakthrough this morning. I believe that this is going to be the year of breakthrough for some of you in 2019. I believe this is going to be a year of breakthrough at Apostolic Tabernacle. I believe that God has promised revival. I believe that God has promised restoration. I believe that God has promised healing. I believe that God is drawing prodigals home. I believe that God is talking to family members. I believe that God will do exactly what he said he is going to do. Somebody needs to claim a precious promise of God right now. Yes, he will. He's going to do it. God is not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. God will not lie. God has never lied. And so that's very encouraging if you are a Noah. Hello. If you've found grace in the eyes of the Lord, you ought to be dancing when they sing breakthrough. Some of y'all don't even look like you got grace because they start singing about breakthrough and you look like judgment's coming. If you've got grace, you ought to be shouting because you know you've got an ark of safety. You know that you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. You, you know you were buried in a watery grave and you bear his name. And so there ought to be something inside of you that says, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Anybody remember those old songs we used to sing? I'm so glad that the Lord saved save me if it had not been for Jesus where would I be I'm so glad that the Lord saved me yeah so if you've got grace today you ought to be I mean there shouldn't be anything able to hold you back it wouldn't matter if I preached the worst sermon of my life today if you've got grace in the eyes of the Lord you ought to be standing you ought to be clapping you ought to be shouting if you've got grace in the eyes of the Lord you don't care if they play a sour note or sing a little bit off key because it's not about the song it's not about the key it's not about the melody it's not about the drum beat it's not even about the preacher it said I've got grace in the eyes eyes of the Lord and I am on my way to heaven 
Yeah. Noah found grace. But if you are not a Noah or a sister Noah, the promises of God can be a terrifying thing. The promises of God can can be something to be terrified of because God has spoken. And in these last days, the Lord is not going to allow America, so-called churches and so-called Christians, to eat, to drink, and to be merry. And merry, giving in marriage, with no thought for the plan of God, with no consideration of what it means to be righteous in the eyes of God. The danger, though, is that oftentimes, in fact, I'd say 99% of the time, people who are in danger of judgment are not realizing they're in danger of judgment. They laughed at Noah. In fact, they laughed at all the prophets in the Old Testament. Every prophet in the Old Testament was laughed at. Some of them were killed. Some of them were scorned. They were beaten. They were thrown in prison. They laughed at the apostles in the New Testament. They laughed at Peter. They laughed at James. They laughed at John. They perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned men. They're just fishermen. They don't really have a word from God. They're just crazy Pentecostals over there. They get excited. They shout. They sweat a little bit. They dance too much. They, they're, they're just a little over the top in their exuberance. I'm going to tell you why we're over the top. Because we know that we are saved. And so, wicked generations, they are oblivious to the storm that is coming. God said there's going to be a flood. There's going to be rain. It's going to cover the face of the earth. If you're not in the ark, if you haven't done what I've told you to do, you are not going to survive the judgment that's coming. Let me say that God is a God of righteousness, which means that he will not tolerate unrighteousness. But he does have grace and mercy. And so you can lean on the grace and mercy of God only if you obey the voice of God. God will never bring a judgment without offering a way of escape. For some of you that are uncomfortable with the judgment of God, first of all, you need to read your Bible because it's there. But second of all, you also need to take comfort in knowing he never brings judgment without offering a way of escape first. God spoke to Noah. Noah built an ark, a massive undertaking. He provided it for the people, and yet the people would not listen. They looked at Noah's righteousness. They looked at his separation. They looked at his holiness. They looked at his consecration. They looked at his relationship with God. They looked at the works of his hands that seemed crazy in a world that had never seen rain, let alone a flood. And they thought, this man is a lunatic. We're not going to listen. We're going to do exactly what we want to do. And that's the world that we live in today. If I want to call myself a girl, I'm a girl. And you better not say anything. 
anything to me about it. If I want to call myself a boy, I'm a boy, and you better not say anything about it. I'm just going to tell you, we are living in a world that is denying even the essence of God's order, design, and creation because they mock God, they laugh at God, they laugh at the people of God. Some of you become discouraged when people laugh at you. I'm not discouraged when people laugh at my faith. You know why? Because it means I'm building an ark. And if I'm building an ark, it means when the flood comes, I'm going to be in the ark. And I'm going to be okay. So laugh it up. That doesn't bother me. That's all right. Late night comedians can laugh at preachers. Politicians can laugh at preachers. Movie stars can laugh at preachers. Secular individuals can laugh at preachers. The drunkard can laugh at preachers. The drug addict can laugh at preachers. It doesn't bother me because I want you to know I know where I'm going. I know what I'm building. I know what I'm stepping into. And I know what God has said. And I am ready for it. Now, here's what I want you to know. And I'm not going to preach long. There are three things that God does every single time. That he pours out judgment. Every single time that God is about to pour out judgment, he does these three things. And we looked at it in our text today. Number one, the scripture says that Noah preached righteousness. Noah preached righteousness. He was the only righteous preacher. There might have been a mega church preacher down the street saying you don't need to build an ark. You can do whatever you want to do. Eat, drink, and be married. But Noah was a righteous preacher. The world had a righteous preacher in the days before the flood. Number two, the Bible says that Enoch prophesied. Enoch prophesied. There was prophecy that was going forth. The prophetic word of God was taking place in the days before the flood. In the calm before the storm, there was righteous preaching and there was righteous prophecy. And number three, the scripture tells us that the spirit of God himself strived with the people. God began to reach out and try to touch hearts. God began to try to speak to people. Noah was not the only person that God spoke to. God drew people and yet their hearts were unrighteous and they rejected the touch of the spirit. And I want you to know if you come to apostolic tabernacle in a New Testament era and the Holy Ghost is moving like it's moving right now and you will not respond to it, I want you to know you better be very afraid because we are living in the calm before the storm and the spirit of God is striving with mankind the spirit of God is drawing prodigals home but they have to make a choice am I going to listen or am I going to reject it some of you are backslidden sitting on a pew right now and the spirit is striving with you even while I preach this message I'm preaching to a, a, a young man who has been dabbling in pornography and every wicked imagination and that's why you can't worship that's why you can't pray that's why you can't feel God I'm preaching to people who are addicted to entertainment you don't know what it means to put your cell phone down and listen to the preaching of the word and the spirit of God is drawing you it's striving with you right now and you've got to make a choice am I going to be a Noah or am I going to stay out here waiting for a flood to come hmm so three things that God always does before the judgment. God will always send a preacher of his word. God will always send a 
prophecy of his plan. And God will always send a drawing of his spirit. All three things of uh, all of those three things are happening this morning. There is a preacher of the word who is preaching righteousness, preaching conviction, trying to give a warning. Did you know that prophecy in the scripture was usually negative? I know that we want prophecy to be that you're going to get a Mercedes and you're going to be a multi multi-millionaire. I hope that you are someday. But you know what the prophecies of God are? The prophecies of God are you better live for God because the judgment of God is coming. You don't have much time. You better serve the Lord. I hope you get a blessing. I hope you get a breakthrough. But you better be ready for the rapture. You better be ready for heaven. You better forsake the world. You better forsake sin. You better lay down every wicked imagination. You better give up pride. You better give up rebellion. You better give up backbiting. You better give up complacency and make up your mind. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to build an ark. Somebody grab somebody close to you. Stand. I'm almost done. Grab somebody close to you. Noah preached in a wicked generation that did not want to hear the word of God. I have been preaching my entire adult life. I started preaching when I was a teenager. And from the day that I started preaching, I preached into a generation of people that do not want to hear the true word of God. They want to hear things that tickle their ears. They want to hear a message that makes them feel good so that they can sin on Monday and feel good about their sin. But I will never be a preacher that tells you it's all right to sin and claim to serve God. This preacher is going to tell you that you better be righteous in the sight of God. You better walk in the ways of the Holy Ghost. This preacher came to tell you the trumpet's about to sound. You better be ready. Get your business straight with God. Make sure everything's what it ought to be. The only people that listened to Noah were his family. I want you to get a hold of somebody right now. Come on. And I want you to pray for them. And I want you to tell them, we're going to get in the ark. Come on. Tell them, we're going to get in the safety of the church. We're going to get in the safety of the plan of God. I'm going to pick up a hammer. And I'm going to start working on the ark that God has called me to build. I'm going to step into the plan of salvation. I'm going to get in the waters of baptism. If God told me to speak in tongues, I'm going to seek after the spirit. Because his spirit will not always strive with men kind some of you have been quenching the spirit you can quench the spirit one too many times you can quench the spirit one too many times sir you better listen to me ma'am this might be your last chance you can reject the moving of the spirit one too many times And everything feels calm and everything feels good and everything feels happy and unrighteousness but it's just a calm before the storm. You don't see rain yet. You don't see the clouds growing dark yet. It's just the calm before the storm. You better trust what God is trying to do. Come on, pray for somebody. Pray for somebody. Families, you ought to get your family close. You ought to grab your family by the hand. There ought to be a dad bringing his family down to the church. There ought to be a husband grabbing a wife right now and walking to this altar. There ought to be a man of God reaching over to somebody and saying, would you come to this altar? We're going to be ready. Come on, grab somebody. We're going to be ready. Come on, bring somebody, bring somebody, bring somebody. 
Come on, get a hold of somebody and say, I'm listening to the voice of God. I've heard the preacher. I've heard the prophecy. I've seen it in the book. I feel the striving of the Spirit. Come and yield. Come and yield. Come and yield. Come and yield yourself to the Spirit. Come and yield yourself to the Spirit. Don't strive with God. Don't push against what God's trying to do. Somebody needs to open up your mouth right now and speak it out. You're striving with the Spirit. You are quenching the Spirit. Open up your mouth and let the Holy Ghost flow right now. Somebody feels like shouting right now, but you're, you're saying, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't feel comfortable. You're quenching the Spirit. Open up your mouth and shout unto God. It doesn't matter what your neighbor thinks. You're building an ark. It doesn't matter if everybody else won't serve God. You're a Noah. Come on, Noah. That means you're going to shout when nobody else is shouting. It means you're going to work when nobody else is working. It means you're going to pray when nobody else is praying. It means you're going to weep when nobody else is weeping. Come on, Noah. It takes courage to be a Noah. It takes strength to be a Noah. It takes strength to look at a culture and say, I'm not going to do what you're doing. Because I found grace in the eyes of the Lord. on Noah accept the call of God accept the call of God Noah he's speaking to your heart receive it yes Lord I will build an ark yes Lord I will remain separated yes Lord as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord it doesn't matter if everybody else turns their back on you we're going to serve you Lord
I wonder if we could lift our hands right now all over this sanctuary. There's such a sweet presence of God that is here in this place. Come on, would you just talk to the Lord for just a moment? This has been a convicting message. God, I want to be ready, God. Lord, I know that you've. this message was for me today. If it's okay, link up with somebody next to you. And would you just begin to pray for them, pray for their family. This is going to be your year. your voice and sing it. Make that your prayer. <laughs> 